Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. Season two. Hello and welcome along to the worst idea of all time, episode eight, live from the Monte Cristo room. We've got an audience. How are ya? Yeah. We've sucked the energy out of the room by miscalculating how long the movie would take and us to watch it, and then the people just came in, sat down, and watched us watch the movie for ten minutes. That's Very right. compliant crowd in tonight. It was quite nice having the perspective of people watching us watch the movie because that 10 minutes felt longer than 10 minutes. I'm going to do some squats to warm up because I feel very low energy. That's okay. Um, so, Tim, yep. the eighth viewing, it was a while between innings, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, it is, too long. It is technically a, a week, pres- you know, follow. You, know, I think you keep saying that, it's not. Well, we did the last one Tuesday a week ago and it's Sunday now, so it's, it's more oh, so it's than less seven than days, two weeks. but it's... It's still within the weekly. I mean, I'm creating these weird little loopholes to jump through. We were negligent. We yeah, were negligent sorry about towards, that. Towards you, the listener, and we were negligent towards the film. Uh, but I feel like it's a pretty appropriate way to treat the relationship with the film because it's negligent towards us in yeah. so many ways. And every week it bothers me because it, it feels longer. It's harder to empathise with anyone. Yeah. It's really difficult to be invested in any of the problems. I know it wasn't a long time ago, but do you remember the first watch that we had, the first episode? We were so full of hope, so full of glee. Yes. There was uh, nothing but positivity and uh, an optimistic outlook. Finally, a movie that wasn't grown-ups too. And we willingly glossed over, I think, so many of the things that are wrong with it, just in the name of if we come into week one of this new project, with nothing but hatred in our hearts, yeah, it's going to be a long year. Well, you can only go down with this sort of an endeavour. You can only plunge further into the depth. Okay. So if you start in the bottom of a well, where do you end up? The centre of the earth. And as we know, yeah, keep on nothing but molten lava. Keep on digging. That's we'll what I say. We'll burn ourselves. When you get down there, you've got to keep moving. Don't, don't give up. So you're saying start low, go further down, and then pop out the other side. I'm saying in a hypothetical situation, we're in China. If, you, if you find yourself in the middle of the earth, yeah. I mean, it's going to be very difficult to get back up. If you've, you've obviously got you know, power technique on your side, you've made it to the middle of the earth, just keep on digging. There's a lot of theories, actually, because we don't fully know what's in the middle of the earth. Like, we know that there's molten metals and, and lava in there, and a lot of iron, apparently, and some heavy metals and stuff, but apparently gravity gets really weird at the centre of, of planets. What, what happens to it? It gets all kind of distorted. Like little... You guys are astrophysicists, eh? <laughs> it's like it kind of starts to distort because, of course, gravity is the force that pulls large bodies... pulls things into large bodies, right? Yeah. So then, so then where is the point where it... So it pulls it into the centre, right? Yeah. So then what happens when you get to the centre... You've got like no, an object that's bigger than the centre of the thing. My brain doesn't work in the same way. I don't even would understand it like what you're stretch, saying. Would it stretch out... Would our negativity towards sex in the city too, if it started in the bottom of the well, kept going further and then got to the centre of the earth, which is hypothetically molten heavy metals, would it stretch out and start protruding I think in would, the opposite side? It would spread, so like, it would melt and yeah. spread and then leak through from the middle of earth, it would yeah. leak back out and it would permeate all of the oceans and all of the continents. 
and we would color the world with very negative with negative eyes which actually, everyone would just carry around a general dull feeling in their stomach and a sense of sadness that was pretty much the plot line of uh, Ghostbusters 2 that everyone in New York City was feeling so awful that there was made manifest an actual green goo hanging around in the, in, the, Se- in the Sex in the City 2 is a prequel to Ghostbusters 2 <laughs> Yeah, a lot I of people don't that. know that. The timeline's obviously weird when you look at it logically, but yeah. when, you, when you lay it out like that, Tim, I think it's pretty obvious what's happening oh, here. Oh, absolutely, because of course you've got Carrie Bradshaw who started off as in, or, as we know, Sex in the City is a prequel to Ghostbusters. Carrie Bradshaw starts as a writer, becomes a man, and later goes on to become Dr. Peter Vinkman. Um, <laughs> Who's a psychologist? So, I mean, we're, we're tro- I don't know why we're going over this. It's stuff that everyone everyone knows this. If you've seen a film, you know how this knows. works. I think uh, Igor is Miranda, uh, if memory serves. If you know your Ghostbusters, I don't know Ghostbusters well. Let's well jump on another train then, eh? Absolutely. Look, um, we wrote down a lot of notes on my hand. Yeah, I think we should address them. I've got there's lots to talk about. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> the first one is Diamond Cake. Okay, so at the wedding, at the start of Sex and City 2, at the wedding which lasts for a couple of days, um, I'm not talking about in the world of the film, I'm talking about when you're watching the film, uh, there's, a, there's this cake, this, I mean it's garish, we've talked about it before, there's, there's swans, you know, the mark of class, um, and there's a cake just covered in, 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 in diamonds. I'm going to stop you there for a second. The swan thing, you brought up like I think a couple of weeks ago that they're the queen swans. Those aren't your swans. What even is that a, all about? What are you talking a, about? Even in America, those are not your swans. What do you mean? America, look, this, the queen owns all the swans. At some point in the monarchy, someone was like, I like those, I like those birds. We will take them from everyone and they shall be ours. And then they've just been inheriting them. Is that true? Yeah, they'll eventually be Charles's swans. And then Will's swans. Every swan, no matter where it is, is property of the British you, monarchy. Well, uh, you can't eat it, is what... The main thing is, the main take... Does anyone, is anyone familiar with this, the, 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 the Queen's ones? Can You're you verify familiar. this? The, the Are you serious? Yeah. Can you jump on stage for a second? Yeah, thanks. Come join us. Round of applause for our volunteer. What was your name? Naomi. Can you talk me through this a little bit? What do you know? I thought I was doing a pretty good job, Tim. Um, the, the, the monarchy owns all the swans. <laughs> good afternoon, Naomi, everybody. So glad we brought you up. Cheers, Naomi. Outstanding. I still don't believe Look, either of you now. The only thing that's changed is I now think two people in the room are lying to me instead of one about swans. Anyway. So we're at the wedding. We're, we've moved past the swans and there's this diamond encrusted cake. And I like to imagine a situation in which someone goes to the, the married couple, oh, how was the wedding? And they say, oh yeah, it was okay until everyone started eating the cake um, and they ate the diamonds <laughs> and, and it's ripped up their intestines. Oh my God. And it's on, it actually really put a blight on the weekend. I mean, it was so lovely and beautiful. We had swans. You know, they're not our swans, though. They're the Queen's swans. We had swans on loan yeah. from the bloody Queen. But, you know, you can imagine the ambulance drivers, show, the paramedics showing up, being like, what's going on here? Just a bunch of well-dressed people t- t- clutching their stomach. Oh, oh, shouldn't have eaten all that cake. And they go, oh, are you feeling a bit, you got a sore tongue because you ate too much cake? And like, it's not what you think. It's not the, it's not the, the I feel Do you think they're really diamonds on the cake? Yes, and I think that these people are so bloody jacked up on Moet and Christian Dior, they don't even look at what they're putting in their mouths. They just Do they just see stuff and they're like, cake in there, just 50 poor people serve this to me, so it must be acceptable. This is how I eat. That's how many people it takes for them to actually eat. They need 50, 50 people poor to bring person out. Yeah. to approve one meal for a rich person. And verify it. But they won't look at it because that would waste too much time. Looking They're too at, busy crashing looking, the stock market. Looking at your food is for poor people. That's yeah. what they say. They've all got it tattooed on their backs. Midriffs. That's why you don't see a lot of back shots in the film. Because it's distracting. It, it's off-putting to see that sort of... There is a bit in the movie that... Um, I don't think we've ever talked about in the podcast before, but when they're going to Abu Dhabi and they're, they're in the airport in the United Arab Emirates, and uh, so we're approximately five, six hours into the film at this point, Samantha gets stopped by the security because she's got uh, hormones in her bag because she's trying to stay off to, the process yeah. of becoming an old we woman. We haven't also addressed that. I don't know a lot. She's about, going through menopause. A lot about menopause, but I feel like you can't you can't cheat it forever. Why well, do you think you can cheat you it? Period. You can't run away from gag. Thank you. Thanks for noticing. It's a pun. 
It's very funny. Don't applaud his puns. Do not. Um, no, you, I mean, if you can't, like, you can't stop ageing, I guess, is the bigger, you know, what's going to happen? It's going to be worse, surely. Well, not the way she's doing, because what she's doing is using hormones and yams. It would kind of be like if you had, if you were, you had a flu, right? So a flu's bad, and it makes you feel terrible, but it's not going to kill you. And then you're like, don't worry, I've been putting heaps of band-aids on all no, over no, my body. A, a, a flu, it's like a retarded solution a f- to a problem that isn't even really a, a f- problem. A flu isn't like a, 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 bio, a, like a, you beat a flu, like, and you get through the flu. Yeah. When the, like, you can't just keep stop telling the flu not to arrive. If the flu's going to come, you can't keep going, no, 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 flu, I don't want you here. Yeah. No, 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 I don't have time. Eventually, the flu has to get there. And it's, you're just going to be making it worse because you'll be older and your body won't be as well equipped to deal with it. You should let your body process It's like if you've got HPV because <laughs> you didn't get that vaccine that time and then you just got it, right? That's my understanding of the virus. When you get that, you've got it, right? And then you... And then, yeah. And then that's you. So let's use that as an example. Well, I feel like we've reached the logical end point of what I was explaining, which is I don't think... So they're in I the airport. I don't think Samantha's doing herself any favours here. So Samantha's trying to I'll get... go on the record as saying I don't think Samantha's doing the right thing. She's trying to get these hormones through. Let me be the first to say it. You're going to laugh when you hear what small a point I am about to make and what a long road we took to get there. But... The uh, Middle Eastern people are talking amongst themselves, presumably in Arabic, and one of them says, they're like pointing out who it is who's got the drugs in their bag because they need to kind of screen them and take them off them. And one of them says, Dracula? (laughs) Which is a funny joke. Because they're like, they're insinuating that Samantha is Dracula for, as you rightly say, trying to postpone the ageing process, can't be done. She is a vampire. That was the big... That's all I wanted to say. That's almost that's a compliment to the filmmakers. Don't what, that we took that long to explain? No, that? that they snuck in a joke you've been secretly enjoying, hiding away every week, I've been enjoying this joke in private, not telling me about it. The How ne- do you think that makes me feel betrayed? We should share the moments we like. I, I can't laugh. have you sneaking off with your favourite jokes from the movie, not share. If, I, heard- if I find a joke I like, I go, Tim, you might like this too. You've heard Dracula though, haven't you? You've laughed at Dracula, haven't you? Guy. I've heard it. I didn't, I didn't think it was funny because you didn't explain to me how it, it could be funny. I thought you would have got it. So did I. <laughs> I'm usually pretty good at picking up jokes. I like as long as they're not detailed character descriptions from Ghostbusters, which I do struggle with, as, yeah. you, as you well know. What else is written on that hand? Wedding drama, which is a classic. Oh, wedding drama. Do you remember what that is? Yeah. You go. I don't know if we've talked about it before on the podcast or not. At the wedding, where Liza Minnelli is in the Swans, the aforementioned Queen Swans, there's a drummer who's playing as part of a live oh, band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The man is taking the fucking piss. Yeah. So they've got a drum kit that's separated into two parts. And in one part, there's like hi-hat, snare, um, bass drum, couple of rack toms there. And then separate to that, so that guy's on a, like a, a throne, normal setup, basically, without the cymbals. And then separately to that, there's another guy who's standing beside him with two cymbals, and he's doing, like, ear drumming, and there at no point is any remote chance of connection between the drum sticks and the cymbals. About and it has fucked off. me off to no end since the first time I saw the goddamn movie. It is infuriating. You could drive a fucking 18-wheeler in the space the guy leaves between the drumstick and the cymbal. It's outrageous. I, I no, understand no, no, no. why they're doing it because you're doing a live record with Liza Minnelli. You don't want to have sound in there. You've got to get a clean edit, right? You've got to get her voice so that you can do all the mix down later. You can get closer to the fucking symbols than that guy did. I, you're an actor. I you're in a very successful he, franchise. I think this can be explained away. And I do get the feeling this has upset you in some way. I'm very good at picking up on hints. <laughs> hints and jokes. That's what I'm known for picking up on. Very well known for it. Um, I think what's happened is in the world, the, this, this guy, 
He's bloody bluffed his way into a job, you know. <laughs> he's he's trying to make ends meet. He's struggling. Now, hold on. Introduce what world are we in here? The actor has bluffed his way into the movie or the drummer the drummer, bluffed his, the way drummer the has bluffed his way into the wedding. Okay. And he's having a pretty big panic attack, mate. <laughs> he didn't know he was going to be playing with Liza Minnelli. This is just a weekend <laughs> gig. He's a student. He's got debts. He's got problems, you know. He suddenly shows up at the wedding. Everything's going perfectly. He's in yeah. the background just fucking, you know. He's borrowed the drum kit from his brother. His brother doesn't know he's got it. <laughs> He can't leave any marks on those new symbols. He'll be, you know, we're getting all kinds but of trouble. That would be such a tough call if you like have managed to get yourself into a scenario where Liza Minnelli's there, but you've stolen half of your brother's drum kit, and you know he's going to know <laughs> if you touch it. The way this guy's gone about dealing with his life problems isn't very. He's not. He's what not taking his, them head what on. What was his fucking plan though? Because I, like he knew he couldn't touch them the entire time. It's not like Liza Minnelli changed that situation. So what he did is he had a recording of the exact time that you were meant to play the cymbals in mm. his pocket that was going to play out through like a little one of those Bluetooth speakers so everyone would think he was playing the cymbals. So he's rocking a little, he's little got a Logitech little, boom yeah, box. He's got a little boom box in his pocket back there. It's, yeah. And that's why you never see a shot of him from the back. It's very bulky. It's ungainly. It just seems bold to me because it's a live performance. That's like what we're going to see. What, yeah, I mean, and he's, he, he's not happy. Who is that, this champion? I don't know. And, who, and furthermore, he's ballsy enough to try and attempt that. How scary is his older brother? His name is his name is Sawyer Tomlinson, and he's a he's a sophomore at Pepperdine University. Pepperdine. <laughs> yeah, he's doing English lit, but he he doesn't really want to be a, an Pepperdine English. University. Yeah, go Peppers. <laughs> the Pepperdine Peppers. Oh, is that the, no, the football, football team? team. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, they're really good. They're having a good year. <laughs> Big game against Yale this weekend. Yeah, the Yale Yams. It's going to be a hell of a matchup. The Peppers versus the Yams. This is, of course, in the Vegetable League, not in the actual. <laughs> it's not. This isn't the NCAA. This is just. Um, this is the. It's a more gentle version of football. It's not football. What well, happens is a cooking show. Do you know it's what I like about the Vegetable League, though? They actually pay the fucking students. Yeah. Which, let me... And vegetables. Let me sit on my soapbox for a moment and say they deserve to right. get all the veggies they can eat. Well, d- well done. You watched a John Oliver clip on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> and listened to a couple podcasts <laughs> of some other stuff. Um, yeah, no, that, that drama shits me. But I think that you were... Uh, my theory... Your theory holds water, mate. Yeah, I just wanted to alleviate some of the tension you're oh, obviously carrying. It. Yeah, thanks. You, are, you That was a bad watch. I mean, it was exciting knowing that we had a live audience. We both almost... Fell asleep because we were watching it in a very dark room on a tablet with just each of us with headphones in. When the, when it was kind of cute though. It was like we were a when they were doing the karaoke song where they <laughs> where they sing um, "I Am Woman, Hear Me Roar." I had my eyes shut and I was singing to keep me awake and pumping my arm, and it was the best feeling I've had all day. Was when I had my eyes shut and the movie was on. Have you heard of Sex in the City Two Dream yet? No, I don't. I don't know if I. I probably had a grown up. I don't really remember my dreams. I want to keep a dream journal, but <laughs> I, d- I have never gotten around to it. It's too much you work. Should. Do you have you had a Sex and City two dream? Not that I not that I can remember. I have really my dreams don't make any sense though. Some people's dreams are related. You're to so it. unique. You're such a unique snowflake. That's what I think too. I'm, I'm pretty confident that everyone else has perfectly coherent normal dreams. Some people do. Some people re- dream about really boring mundane shit like their jobs. Not this guy it's though. It's a bloody waste. Not me. <laughs> I'm Lucky. flying down to the centre of the earth, questioning what the gravitational field will do to my body once that I hit. That was a dream, mate. That was real. That was a conversation we had about not ten minutes ago. Oh, oh, good oh, good God. I need to sober up. I've got a show later tonight. I'm doing a show right now, technically. Yeah, you are. You should address that show right now. What does you? she's an assassin mean? Um, she she's an assassin. I've just oh re- yeah, I've got that. Don't I worry. even remember as I was writing it, saying to you, if I write down she's an assassin, will that be enough of a note? And it clearly isn't. Yeah, it is. So at the wedding, we, we took a lot of notes at the wedding. I mean, this wedding does it's a, it's a marathon. It's a it's a it goes for four weeks. Um, in the movie that is, it's not, not in real time. That's insane. You can't have a four week movie. I mean, you just wouldn't get through it. Uh, but so there's the, at one point, Big and Carrie, they meet a couple. And the couple, mm. the, oh, yes. the wife is a really big fan of Carrie's writing. Mm. And uh, she says, she's like, I am, I am you. She's like, ha ha. Oh, no, so like, we're the same. Yeah, yeah, we're the same. We the did s- the same thing. We, we have the same dating record. Yeah. We saw the same horrible kinds of men. And, the, and then we got married around the same time. Yeah. We're the same. But then she says, no, no, I am you. I, yeah. And she's I, like that. Like she stops carrying a track. She's like, no, you don't understand, Missy. Missy New York writer. I am you. You go, what? What do you mean? Yeah. I am you. 
I'm gonna steal your fucking face. <laughs> I'm taking identity fraud to the I'm next so, I'm level. Really, I'm really glad you liked my box. You can you can buy it. I've got I do do. I've I already made out. a passport with your details in it. It's a flawless replica. No, no, really. I, I look. I have a wonderful wedding. I've scammed nice your credit card. It was, love. it was really nice. And I'm British. <laughs> I'm British, and I'm angry. Love. I drink cups of tea, and I get okay. furious about the smallest things, and I am you. No, you're, you're, not, you're not. Oh, no, you've poisoned my champagne. <laughs> I'm dead. That's how I would have liked to see the movie go. That's, it's such a... That, and um, then it's this different movie, isn't it? Because it's that lady's just masquerading around. His, she's in Abu Dhabi with the gals going, Jesus, this is the worst life. You've got the worst friends, Carrie Bradshaw. It'd be like a really terrible version of Face Off. Yeah, because but the thing is, she so she like there's no actual legal ramifications for killing Carrie and chopping off her face and becoming her. Like no one notices. Right. But she has to live with the realization that Carrie Bradshaw's life is terrible. Her marriage is falling apart. What a quandary. Yeah. And I mean, what do you do? Do you, you can't just go back to your old life? I actually reckon I'd turn myself in. If I became an assassin and stole someone's identity and ripped their face off and put it on top of mine and got away with it and then discovered it was a really boring life, I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to clear my conscience. Okay. And but hand myself in. But you've destroyed all the evidence. There is no paper trail. Mm. There's no way of verifying that you are not, in fact, the person that you've become. Well, I hate to bring science into the equation, but I think you could do a DNA test. No, you can't. Why? Because this is a hypothetical situation in which you cannot do a DNA test. I hate it when you do that, guys. So, do you, okay, stop down for a second, because this really fucks me off in movies, too, like sci-fi movies. You can't just say something is the way it is. It's like, no... Give me a reason steeped in the universe that I live in to explain that. Put a headplay. You're, you're a nightmare. How do you get through any movies? Tell me that uh, the assassin which is trying to take over Carrie Bradshaw has spliced her genomes and is like taking on her DNA now as well. Okay, she's spliced her genomes I'm and taken on her DNA now. There is DNA in this hypothetical situation. Because okay, I know so that's how you like it. So you turn yourself in. This is what I'm saying to you. Yeah. The police say, no, 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 you're Carrie Bradshaw, uh -huh. and you've lost your mind. It was my Carrie, apparently, yep. And then you're put in a psych ward. Yeah, that's, that's often what happens. So would you rather be in a psych ward with this identity as Carrie Bradshaw or holiday for the rest of your life with the girls? I am going to say psych ward. <laughs> yeah. You've seen Miranda. It's more peaceful. It would be a non-stop parade of, did you know that the biggest lake in the surrounding region... Fucking, who yeah. gives a shit? Why, do I, why do I holiday with I'd you? I'd rather like? hang out with some dude who's, like, done some shit. You know, like, shivved a dude with a Coke can. Yeah. So if you, like, if you were... Or someone who thinks something really interesting, like, they, they, they honestly believe they're a magician and that's why they got admitted. They're not a good kind of magician, a bad kind of magician. What and he thinks that he's like turned his wife into a chicken, but it turns out he was never married. He just got a chicken. <laughs> and is insane and was like, oh no, where's my wife? Oh my God, this chicken. Where did this come? Oh my God, I'm an evil magician. I've turned my wife into a chicken. It's like a rap song, doesn't it? That's really good. You're a funny guy. Thanks. I really like you. Can I look at your hand, please? Oh, you want more notes? The next one says, oh, this one's for me. Oh no, remote throw. This one I don't think we've delved into on mic no. before, but we bring it up every time we watch the movie. How much time do we have, by the way? Oh, good. We're good. Um, so, Mr. Big, John, what's his last name? Preston. Big, big. Sorry. You'd think I'd have it by now, huh? It's not important. Eight times, folks. Eight times. Mr. Big is watching TV, and it's just one shot, and he's like watching it, and he changes the channel, and then he just throws the remote away. He which is fucking like redundant. Like the, the remote's three, supposed to stay with you. Three or four meters from his. He throws it away Whoosh. like when you're a teenager and you text someone you like, and then you're like, oh, uh, better not hold this phone, or they won't text back, and you throw it across the room. That's how far he throws this remote. Do you reckon that was an offer by Chris Noth while they were uh, what, filming, like, or do you hey, think that was the character? Hey, it'd be pretty funny if I just threw the remote across. How wacky would that be if I just yeah. threw the remote across it's the room? Like, is there even one of those things that you would do absent-mindedly? As you were doing the action, you'd be like, oh, wait a minute, I need this to control you the television. What? I bet you there's a deleted scene, which is just Mr. Big like getting up and having to walk over to pick the remote <laughs> going, why did I do that? That's such a weird thing to do. That'll teach you, John. But the, it didn't fit into the runtime of Infinity. They couldn't get it in. <laughs> they couldn't squeeze it in there. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, you're right. To, you're right for that to bother you. Uh, well, we might as well actually. I think we should shine some, do some shining lights. You, you had one laid on, laid on in the piece. I've got a few. I, I, I love the movie. Yeah, a for a lot of reasons. Plot twist. Here's my reason today. We see Samantha Jones at work at her PR firm without panties on. Not my shining light. Not a dirty dog. Uh, there is a yeah, shot. You're a dirty dog. I'm not a dirty dog. You're a dirty dog. I'm not. Yeah. You you're a dirty dog. You're filthy. You're, you're a, a dirty. Mu- you're a mud. You're a you muck love, dog. You love the. You're mud. a dirty muck dog. You love. You you've been rolling around in the mud. You're no, a dirty dog. You are. As you were. Samantha's computer screen is on. Is is in shot for a brief second, and let me tell you something, guys. That operating system isn't Mac, nor is it Windows. I'm pretty sure Samantha Jones is running her PR operation from a Linux-based machine. <laughs> and I was so stoked when I saw that. This unique user interface that I am not very familiar with. I'm assuming it's Linux, because what else is it going to be, right? She's got, like, a full desktop setup on Android that she skinned herself. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I think not. Fucking Linux, man. That works. Samantha Jones, yes. <laughs> She's saving money on licensing fees. She's working with a platform where she can build her own like applications and stuff and then put it out in the community on GitHub and people can like recode certain bits for it and shit. Like, I love that. Yes. Well, is Linux good or bad? It's good. It's open source, brother. It's the future. <laughs> it's minority because it's a little tricky to kind of get in there. You kind of a high learning curve on that thing. But uh, oh wow, very happy that Samantha's taken the plunge at some point. Yeah, it's really that is really. It was surprising out. as well because she didn't strike me as like the most technologically able person. Well, no, in the I movie. mean by all accounts, the rest of her career as a PR specialist is falling apart at the seams. Yeah, she's got blind faith in an author with no books left in her. <laughs> Don't worry, it'll be fine. We got a bad review. Ah, <laughs> it'll be fine. Tell him to go fuck himself. Yeah, Those yeah. are her words. She says he would be better advised to go fuck himself. That's not really a solution to a public relations issue. Pretty sassy insult, though. Very sassy. That was my shining light. That was a good shining light. Linux Much better than mine. Computer. Mine was, uh, there's a gentleman at the science fair, a parent, who's watching the award ceremony when Miranda shows up to, to watch her son win for the mousetrap or whatever. And you can see... A mouse maze. A mouse maze. Mousetrap. I've invented a mousetrap. No, you haven't, Brady. You idiot. You're I can the understand. stupidest kid in the class. You've just brought in a mousetrap and told everyone you've made it. I can understand how you're confused There's still a barcode and a sticker yeah. on the box. Well, neither of them serve any scientific purpose, as we've referred. You know what's really like the crime about that? Is Brady is a redhead kid, and there's not a lot of redhead kids in films that are real heroes. And here in Sex and the City too, they had an opportunity. A franchise made famous in the 1990s by putting four women together as the centerpiece of a show really shining a light on on stars who aren't usually stars they could have done this with the sequel to the movie 
of all of the horrible shit they did, they could have taken a stand and gone, you know what, red-haired kids are okay. Well, and some of them are real smart. Brady's got a, he's got a spin-off web series called Science with Brady. Yeah, but it's stupid. It's That's just, the thing. Yeah. He's like, hey, here's some science. A sponge. Look what happens when we put it in water. It gets heavier. Yeah, it's a sponge, Brady. Look, it's absorbent. You've got to stop going so hard on this kid. He's eight. I'm hard on the movie and its representation of redhead kids. You are. You, you, you Sorry, I've diverged. You were going somewhere with the show. It's okay. Line. It's just there was a parent there who wasn't the parent of, of Brady, uh, and he's watching on, and you can see just the fury in his eyes when Brady wins for his mouse mates. Like, my, I, I spent fucking four weeks with my, my child soaking in egg and vinegar so that the shell would be removed from it, and we explained in vivid detail how this works and how the enzymes broke away the egg. And it's still soft, like it's, you can touch it, but the egg is within it and there's Why? no shell. Did, I haven't seen that done. Well, this is why it should win the prize. You've seen a do mouse you, mace before. Do you have to this boil? guy is furious. What you don't, he pulls out a gun, starts no. shooting up the school. <laughs> it's insanity. All in, all in Sex in the City too, buried right. right in the middle. He's in a suit. He looks like an outstanding gentleman. I don't think he'd have a gun on him. No. But I'm interested about this vinegar egg situation. So do you, is it like, I did it in year seven. I don't remember. Is it room temperature or do you have to boil the egg? You put the egg in vinegar. Just, just put, a normal egg? Just go home, get out of Pyrex. Has, it, have you, do you, has anyone done it? Guy's making shit up, man. <laughs> no, fast no, 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 no. This is a true thing. Everybody go home, fill up a bowl with vinegar, put an egg in it. Hold on. And White report back malt? in one week. White or malt? Or doesn't it matter? I was 11 or something, man. I've I was 8. I was 11. Sound a little sketchy, bruh. I never said I was... a single person in this I room. I never said I was 8. Story. And first of all, if I said I was 8 and I've been 11, those are both facts. I've been those ages indisputably. <laughs> For you to come in here and try and blow up my understanding of time and ageing... And the linear progression of human humanity? You've got me there. I really do. By the balls, no less. I'm so glad that The Shining Light has thrown some positivity into the podcast. <laughs> I was worried we were getting it too, a little too negative. Uh, and on that rich vein of negativity, I'd like to bring up the interfrenchian line. Because uh, okay. I think you said today that it was the most offensive line in cinema? I said it was the, wor- the most poorly written line in, the, in cinema. There's like, one of them says that they're going to run an interfrenchian. We've probably talked about this before. An interfrenchian is when your friend is doing something you don't agree with and you want to run an interfrenchian. It's not like they're not addicted to the smack or anything. You're just like, oh, stop worrying about that. <laughs> that and, then, and then the line is, so, then, so Charlotte so says, says that. Yeah, I mean, and it's funny, when Charlotte says it, they don't take Charlotte seriously at all, the girls. They've got no respect for her whatsoever. She says it, and then there's a cutaway shot to Sergio Scopago who's just like... <laughs> <laughs> okay, Charlotte, you go. <laughs> like, you know, not like, you know, she doesn't really care for what Charlotte has to say. And yes. then it cuts to Miranda. Yes, and Miranda says, I'm going to turn this into friendship into an interfunction. Function. And she does it like that with the, you can't see on the podcast, obviously, but the people in the room can see. She waves her hands in the air in kind of a gun motion like she's about to put it through her own head and shoot herself through the fucking temple and for saying the silliest thing you've And she's said. wearing like a neon green bandana like a pirate from the 90s. It's honestly... <laughs> There's some picture painting for you. Yeah. So vivid. But yeah, I mean, it's just... It's so like... Portmanteaus at the best of times are a risky manoeuvre. This is the thing about You're combining a guy, two words. I've walked around with you before, I remember, and you talked to me for five to ten minutes about how much you love portmanteaus. I love them, because they're a risky manoeuvre, and I love high-risk manoeuvres. I like things that have um, a great chance of not pulling off, and when they do, you get an obscene reward for it. Now, in this movie, they've rolled the dice by combining the words friendship and... Uh, intervention. Intervention. <laughs> <laughs> intervention and they've rolled the dice and they've lost they've got snake eyes and then what they've done is they've gone double or nothing motherfucker and I'm going to combine <laughs> the words fun and intervention Yeah, that mu- that and, mu- then, <laughs> and then it failed again that portmanteau might not have applied the first time but what we need is a different F word double down on the <laughs> portmanteau one syllable F word and whilst I admire Michael Patrick King's gambling behaviour he's lost and he needs to admit it and he needs to pick it back you up wanna, somewhere in the we script. Wanna, we want a written apology from Michael Patrick King uh, by Monday morning, or we will be filing a class action. Or we put you back in that basement with your bottles of yeah, whiskey we're and your cigars. Send you back to the basement and make you write a third one, you fucking slippery fish. How um, much money do you think it would take for them to make a third 
There Sex is not the enough money in the world for those people to get back together and make another movie. It does not look like... You watch Grown Ups 2 and you're like, yeah. these guys had fun making this movie. Like, oh, Speaking of, thanks to everyone who sent us uh, the links to the Native American actors who have walked off set in Adam Sandler's new yeah. picture um, because the jokes were that offensive. That's a high bar, right? Because you're going in there as a Native... Like, presumably... A proud Native American actor, you know a little bit what you're in for because it's Adam Sandler. How outrageous were the jibes? How racist were the jokes that they caught them off guard so much they were like, I actually cannot be here anymore. This cash cow isn't worth it. I've got something called spirit and soul and dignity and pride. And I cannot exchange that for the obscene amount of money Adam Sandler's offering. Did you read any of the articles? Certainly not. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> no, it was on the internet. You don't read yeah. articles on the internet. But you've formed a pretty detailed opinion of what happened just from the one sentence in bold. I've detailed opinions on everything. I don't read any... <laughs> I, don't re- I can't read. <laughs> let me tell you something. Come on, come on, let me tell you something, mate. This is how the internet functions. It's a whole lot of headlines and then filler text. Yeah, absolutely. It's like Latin or whatever. It's what they put in movies before they know what they're going to... And what you do is you click on the ones with the interesting... Headline, yeah. and then you Hopefully have the, a picture. Then you have the tab open for maybe one to two weeks, and then yes. it clogs up your your desktop, and you're like, you know what? I don't think I'm going to get around to reading that. I don't even remember why I opened those in the first place. Yeah, and you close all of them, but then that night at a party when you're in conversation with someone, they bring up the article which you sort of thought you might read at one point, and you go, oh yeah, I read that because you did. If it's in a newspaper, you read the whole article, but if it's online, you don't. I thought everyone knew. It's too that. many options. They're such cruel bastards, computers. It's like, here's an opportunity to, to do and learn anything and create anything. And then it's like, all you wind up doing is walking through the boulevards of people's social media accounts <laughs> and your own insecurities online. It's a disaster. You need to get on Reddit, friend. <laughs> That's, I've, I've, I still haven't been on Reddit. Only with that, you. That is, I'm gobsmacked. Well, you uh, need to get unsmack in there. that gob, friend. It'll it's ruin It's a cold, you. hard fact. I've got a second shining light. Okay, I'm just having a quick look at... Oh, yeah, yeah. What are you looking at? I, I wrote a note on my phone as well because you're running out of room on your hands. Oh, a text message too. It's all, it's all go down here. Oh, when's the next show down here? Uh, it's six. It's, it's me, I think. It's fine. How are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not like they're watching Sex in the City. Yeah. yeah, I'm really glad we did this. This is a really good investment. It was a really good idea to spend $20 on my disposable income watching two people talk about watching Sex in the City 2 for that. What are you doing, honestly? What are you doing? Look at yourself. We don't ask that question enough on the podcast and especially not in the live records, but what are you people doing? <laughs> we don't have a choice anymore because we made a snap decision and now we're trapped in our own prison. But you guys could leave at any point. You're don't, like, do not. You're like a mix of Andy Dufresne and Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz, and that you're in the prison, and, and at first you didn't like the walls, and then you couldn't live without the walls, but like Dorothy, the power is in you all the time to leave. The power was in Andy Dufresne the whole time. To, he was planning to leave that whole time as and, well. But it was so hard, because he had to keep digging with the You didn't need to bring Dorothy into the equation. No, no, but what, what I'm saying... More, like, what more glittering example of willpower do you need than tunnelling through a prison wall with a spoon? No, where Andy... What I'm saying is, where Andy Dufresne, there Dorothy. Because they can just stop being on the journey like Dorothy could. She didn't know, so but she like had it within her the whole time. You're, Do- you're Dorothy, you're visiting us. It's like a conjugal visit. You come into our, <laughs> come into our cell, we have sex, and then you're like, okay, I've got to go back to Oz now. And we're like, we'll go back to tunnelling out of prison. Don't tell the guards. Um, so my second shining light was um, Carrie Bradshaw's got an amazing little piece of fashion that she rocks out when she's in the marketplaces of Abu Dhabi. And it's a pair of sunglasses that are on a stick, uh, similar to like a masquerade ball style facial mask that you would wear at a like a high class party. A masquerade ball, for example. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but for sunglasses, 
It sounds better if you spot the second two words in the sentence. <laughs> it sounds less redundant. Yeah, yeah. It's a good trick I've learned. So she's <laughs> almost. Like, you've almost learned. <laughs> it's, it's incredibly impractical, but it, it's kind. I dig it because that's fashion, baby. Fashion's about doing stuff that's like. Does this make sense? Hmm. Not really, but I'm going <laughs> to do it anyway. That is fashion. Isn't it? Isn't that, that the definition fashion of fashion? Fashion is, is, yeah, it's form before function. It's like, yeah. people are going to wonder why I'm doing this, which makes it fashion. Yeah. Do you have a second shining light? <laughs> what do you think I'm made of sh- moments <laughs> of enjoyment? I really like Mr. Big's delivery, the first line <laughs> he says in the movie, which is, how's my tie? How's my tie? The way he asks it, though, is just like, he just is such an alpha. It drops out of his mouth. How's my tie? And then Carrie comes and ruins the line by saying, how's my tie? And Carrie is wearing the most ridiculous outfit with the most ridiculous crimped hair. Yeah. That's the thing. This is another thing with fashion. We've probably talked about this. I've got no memory of what we've talked about before, but it's like, you know... Do you know what? You put these... Do you know what, guy? What? From henceforth, we will stop apologising for saying stuff twice. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of the nature of the project. Fuck all isn't of it? you. <laughs> Go on. Um, yeah. Who would have thought we'd repeat ourselves in a project in which we watch the same movie every week? Didn't see that coming. <laughs> I want my money back. Mm. Um, it's just you put, you know, you, you put all these fashion trends because fashion moves so quickly. You know, if you make a movie which is entire premises, we'll just put them in a bunch of different expensive outfits to sell them. Yes. Like, of course, they're going to date poorly because. In fashion, this movie was made in what, 2010? In fashion, five yes. years is like, you know, a decade. I made a Two twice as long. Dave Cormack had a, he had a good joke about that, which was, it was something along the lines of like, fashion is something so stupid that even it gets disgusted with itself and has to reinvent every six months. <laughs> so that was a nice way of looking at the whole industry, you know? Yeah. I see good you point, Sam. Good social you, commentary you borrowed from a mate. Thanks. I thought you so don't too. ascribe to the idea of fashion, do you? No, I'm just joking. You look great. No, fuck yourself. I look amazing. You do. We both look good, actually. I look so cool. I'm wearing a beanie. That's fashion. It's good. Which Does one? there need to be something on my head? No. Therefore, fashion. Well done. It's not serving a purpose. Brought it back. Am I cold? No. Fashion. Fashion. Uh, I have one more note, and then we'd better do what's he doing, where's he off to... Oh, you ruined it. You can't say it before we both say it. I think I said it wrong, and I'm not going to remember it. Good, okay. We'll roll uh, the dice look, later. Just we'll make like Michael Patrick King and roll the bloody dice. Uh, so it's when they're having the anniversary dinner. Big and Carrie are having a, a good old meal, and it turns out we've always looked at it and been like, that is a very sad meal. That's like he's just picked up the end of like the bin end bread, like that pulley ham and cheese pull apart you get at the end of the day <laughs> if from New World for like two ninety nine down from four ninety nine. It if you're familiar with your exclusively New Zealand South Island <laughs> low income supermarket chain. What did I say? Bin in. No bin ends. Oh like, shit. Okay. Less niche. I'm glad I went there. Anyway, um, this one's for you, South Island. He's honestly prepared the saddest dinner in the world. They each got a sausage roll and half a stale loaf of bread and like a goblet of cask wine. This is all because Big's losing a lot of money on the stock market. Yeah. And then he sits there, like Carrie's obviously not enjoying it. There's food still all over her plate, and he looks up with her these big eyes with so much pride, and he goes, "Haven't I made us a delicious anniversary meal?" And I just wanted to say, no. This is why I want to eat out. This is one of the fundamental problems with our marriage. It looks like he's bought a sausage roll. Yeah, two sausage rolls. It's they get insane. one each. It's yeah. crazy. You can't do that on someone's anniversary. In his defence. I think a minimum, if you're at like an anniversary situation, because it's their second wedding anniversary, it's some kind of pasta dish, right? At a bar- Are you guys together? How long have you been together for? Three and a half months or years? Yeah, so like what? Uh, for two years. Let's say because what did you have for dinner? The two I'm not year anniversary. Being, I'm, I'm not. I'm not being gender typical here. I'm going to ask you because in the movie, Mr. Big is the one who cooks the meal. But can I ask you what would be like the baseline of what this dude would need to cook for you to, you know, meet the requirements of a two-year anniversary? It's not sausage rolls, eh? A one hundred dollar Angus steak was the oh, answer that, there. I like that it was a dollar value, not even like a, <laughs> yeah. not even a prime cut or like a well cooked. Just like you better you better put a hundred dollars down on some yeah. fucking fancy meat for me, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Like, We're putting up with your shit for two years now. 
be so great if you tried to trip him up though, and it'd be like uh, the base minimum is a six hundred dollar hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> I literally don't know how to make it. I'll I put try. diamonds in the bread. <laughs> anyway, the one good thing that Mr. King Big of callbacks, Guy Montgomery. The one good thing that Mr. Big did at the uh, anniversary was he was playing Erica Badu, mm. um, which is fantastic, classy move. It's a classy move. It's and a it's, sexy maneuver. It sets a classy vibe. Mm. Uh, Erica, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on the podcast. <laughs> Just drop me a DM on Twitter at guy underscore mont. <laughs> So in case, like, you know, this way, because I was going to do a joke, but I was like, if she actually does listen, I'd better give my real handle. This just so I don't want to be messaging someone who's, you know, anyway. I'm changing the dial on the radio. Where's he going? Where's he, he off to? to? I really fuck that Get, one up. Getting closer every time. We nailed it last week. We didn't stick the landing this time. No confidence. Do you know what happened this week, which was pretty funny, is Tim and I were um, saying something to each other and looked away from the screen to talk about it for like, probably, I don't know, three to five seconds. We missed his entire cameo. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we did it. We're going to make a star out of this, this guy. guy yeah. barely features in the film at all. So, uh, we should find out who he is. So, I, do you know what? the new Tanya. I never thought about that. Do you know what happened this week, Tim? Yeah. He knew that the girls were going to be having lunch there because they have lunch at the same time every week. And he was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not going back to the cafe. I hate it. I hate overhearing their conversations. They bring their rat bag kids in here. I'm going to get my caffeine fixed somewhere else. He's wandering the streets of New York right now just looking for a cafe without them. It's so cute that in your brain somewhere there's still that understanding of television being a small box that tiny people are in performing for you every time. <laughs> That's the best way to think about it. Is everyone, all shows, all of those universes and worlds are still existing right now. It's whimsical, but you're a grown-ass man. <laughs> you should know better, friend. Yeah. You should know better than to... You know, so in this, in this edition don't, of... Don't, don't, don't let me finish. In this edition of... I didn't want to, so it's good that you didn't. Where's he going? Look, I had no What's desire to, to get to the end of that sentence. It's going to be a shitter. It's going to be a bad sentence. Your so. theory is Off that you go. He's fucked you off. Why don't you start talking? He's fucked off prematurely because he knew that the woman were coming he's, this he's way. He's That's looked at his the schedule. Plan. He's noticed that they go to the same cafe at the same time every week. And he was like, I, can't, I cannot. I've got a very important meeting. I cannot handle having that distraction. Because he goes in there and he can't do his work that he's meant to do. He just sits there and listens to their conversation. He's just like... You know when you hear a bad conversation near you and you can't focus or like you can't have a conversation of your own, you're just so absorbed in these people who are nearby? Yeah. That's what happens to him. And he's got a big pitch. For what? He's pitching a movie. Is he? Yeah. What kind of movie? It's a silent film. Is this guy in the... Is he in the talkies, mate? Is he in... Well, he's no, not, he's not he's in the, talkies, the silent no, film, but is he... Is he absolutely <laughs> what he's not in is the talkies. It's, Hey, is that... Why he's so nervous, because he's not a big market for the silence. Is that how the word movie got popularised? Because you know how it's like the pictures, the and then it was the talkies. <laughs> was it like the movies just before it was the talkies? Yeah, and before that it was the, the stills, and people just... <laughs> there, was what, there was the original <laughs> photography... They just got like got a one slide vacation. They just still got one photo. It yeah. wouldn't even change. That's an art installation is what that is. Yeah. Uh, art installation people are la they're lazy filmmakers that's what I always say artists are just lazy filmmakers as well they, we know phot photographers are lazy filmmakers uh, I'll so go on the I, record as saying that I may, reg I may regret asking this but I, I'm slightly curious about what the silent film is about that he's pitching uh, it's going to be a romp the guy he's not a good guy I mean he, does, he knows not to like those ladies but he's not necessarily a good person it's a snuff film <laughs> Like pitching a, I didn't see that coming. He's pitching, he's pitching a silent snuff film mm -hmm. to Netflix as a Netflix special. Wow. And the reason he's so nervous is he does not know the legality of the operation. And it's not like, it's, non, it's a doco. It's a silent snuff doco. And this guy's like, if I go in there and bomb this pitch and do not get these people on board with what I'm saying immediately... I'm going to be put away for a very long time. So he's already made it. Yes. So he's killed someone and filmed it, and then he's like, if I can turn this into a picture and sell it to Netflix, we're sweet, bro. I think he kind of thinks if he can sell it as art, it will alleviate the guilt he feels. But it was from his a legal husband. Point of view? He killed his husband. Wow. 
anyway, that's why you're in a so dark spot, man. He is. I wasn't. That's not me. That's not me talking. That's a. That's uh, another guy. That's not. You know, he's a, he's a guy from the movie. Why? Well, I, I hate to end things on such a dark note, but I I think they should probably about do it for us this week. Do you want to say anything positive to wrap up on? Uh, thank you all so much for for coming out and listening, and thank you for downloading. Uh, the New Zealand International Comedy Festival is happening right now, and we've both booked out ridiculously long runs for our solo shows. It was a bad idea, folks. No, it's good. It was a bad a idea because here's, here's how maths works. Uh, when you've got a few people who want to come see your show, you do one show and they all come to it. If you book yourself for three weeks in a room, you're spreading those very few people <laughs> over a number of days and you end up performing to two people a night. Anyway, I'll tell you what, not so great for the stand-up. It's good. It's good for the stand-up. It's good for morale. But we're going to be here uh, at the Monte Cristo uh, for the next few weeks. So if, you are, if you're listening and you're in New Zealand, uh, come on down. My show's called Guymont Comedy. Uh, you can look it up on the internet. It's a great name, I know. And my, my one, um, <laughs> second night tonight, I already regret the title. Tim Bat Explores the Human Experience. Great title, Tim. Thanks, bro. What's the show about? I still am not 100% sure. It's actually, I've come to realise, maybe this isn't the best ad for it, but it's less comedy and more me just getting some stuff out. <laughs> that is the worst sales pitch. Yeah, I know. But I want to be truthful. More than I want to sell tickets, I want to be truthful. So if you feel like you want to be a part of that, come on in. All right. Uh, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Don't watch the movie. I don't think we've said that enough on this season. Oh, Do not before we go. Paul Blatt, more cop too. Paul Blatt. Whatever. <laughs> Does it, it actually doesn't matter. Um, we've been receiving a lot of feedback. A lot of feedback. People want us to watch this movie. People want us to do it for season three. Uh, that's not going to happen because I'm pretty sure season three is not going to happen. But I reckon we should. It's do not coming special. out for a cinema release here. But I reckon we should find a way to watch the movie and do a bonus episode. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You on good. board? Yeah, yeah. I'm 100% on board. Cool. The crowd's real on board too. Yeah, they're excited. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, well, that's it from us. Thank you all so much. Thanks for, for coming for out, guys. And for coming. Appreciate have a, it. Have a good night. Woo! That's the show. Take care. We'll see you next week. Bye bye. Worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.